Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the DX3 Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Mercer. On this show, we interview industry leaders and experts in the worlds of digital marketing, advertising, and retail to get their perspectives on how innovations in technology are changing their industries. My guest today is Ron Tite. Ron is the founder and CEO of Church and State. Named one of the top 10 creative Canadians by Marketing Magazine, Ron has always blurred the lines between art and commerce. He's been an award-winning advertising creative director for some of the world's most respected brands, including Evian, Johnson & Johnson, Microsoft, Volvo, and many others. Ron is the editor-in-chief of The Business Casual and publisher of the This Is That Travel Guide to Canada, a best-selling award-winning satirical book from the creators of CBC Radio's hit show, This Is That. Today, Ron and I will discuss the unification of advertising and content. Ron believes that these two worlds have become one and the same, and we'll explore ways in which your business can get this whole content advertising thing right. Here's my conversation with Ron. All right, welcome, Ron. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Happy to have you on. Uh, Ron, been a great friend and advisor to DX3 since the beginning. Um, you've spoken many times at DX3, so uh, so it's great to, uh, to be chatting with you today. It's always lovely to chat. Uh, you've uh, you've recently changed uh, the name of your agency, uh, the Tight Group, to Church and State, which uh, you've said has to do with the combination of advertising and content. So, just wondering if you could speak a little bit to sort of why you believe that those two worlds have unified. Yeah, there's a um, well, two words: Lego Movie. <laughs> Good point. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's where we're at. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, where you know we used to live in these this this world where the separation of church and state was so uh you know it was it was reinforced at every possible turn um and those of us who are a little more uh more experienced in this advertising game like myself um will remember times when you'd, you'd go to pitch things to magazines or TV stations or newspapers and and they would say no 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 we cannot do that that is the separation of church and state uh, we can't impact editorial at all and um, and there were actually you know definite spaces like an ad page was an ad page and a content page was a content page and TV you cut to a commercial uh, and it was very clear, um, even as we got into digital, you know, like between big box and skyscrapers and whatnot, like there was a definite place for advertising. And it was very clear where the lines were drawn. Um, and and then we end up with something called a Lego movie. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, that world, the cinema world still operates in one way in the old church and state where there are commercials that play before the movie and those are advertising time. And then you cut to the, and then you cut to the movie, but isn't the Lego movie just a big ad for Lego? And I don't, and I don't say that in, in any way that um, in a negative way, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's wonderful because anything. Yeah. Can, brilliant piece of content. Yeah. I mean, you know, any, any, any ad that airs before a movie, can be considered a wonderful piece of content. You know, if you look at the stuff that Cineplex themselves have shot with, with, with Zach, I mean, those are wonderful pieces of film. I don't, are those ads or are those content? I don't know. Um, and then you cut to the Lego movie and is the Lego movie an ad or is it, is it content? I don't know. I think it can be both. And so we've seen the unification of church and state no longer separate. And, you know, one of the example I, I like to use a lot 
given that I'm a massive baseball fan. And the day we're recording this, Eric, is pitchers and catchers report in spring training. This is incredible. Oh, I see. Um, but, you know, uh, Rogers owns the Blue Jays. And so if the Roger, if, if Rogers Sportsnet airs and Blue Jays, uh, airs Blue Jays highlights is the, on the top of their on the top of their show is that because it's hardcore and the most important news of the day or is it because they own the team and they want to drive bums and seats to the games well i don't know like why can't it be both and, and you know uh that so that's the stage where we're at anything can be an ad and anything can be content right okay so in that um in that environment where anything can be an ad and anything can be content uh, it seems like sort of more and more, um, both advertising and content are sort of striving to capture our attention. And so, how how do brands stay relevant uh, and and keep consumers engaged when our attention is so sought after? Well, what they what they don't do is they don't game the system, which is what a lot of marketers are trying to do. Where we they they understand that the the world has changed and they've got to go through digital transformation and you know all that kind of stuff. And then they go, what do I have to do? What's the shortcut? How can I gain the system? What do I got to be? What do, what platform I got to be on? I got to put X percent of my dollars into uh, you know, Facebook. Awesome. Okay, let's do that. I need to put so much into search. Okay, let's do that. I need to put so much into Instagram. Okay, let's do that. And um, what they forget is that it's not about being on the platform. It's not about creating content for mobile devices. It's not the thing. It's the stuff on the thing. And the stuff of the thing is incredible right now. It's incredible. So you're competing against the internet. So you have to make it as good. It's not enough to be there. You got to make it, you know, uh, as better than all the other things that people can toggle over to. So I, you know, it's it's great that we've made a leap from um, from a pure play advertising standpoint, uh, you know, and content creation standpoint that people go, okay, I know what I have to do. There are places I have to be. There are things I have to do. Now the next level is now when you're doing that, make sure that it's incredible and, or, or, or make sure that it's relevant or make sure that it adds value or that it informs that it has some sort of function in people's lives. Otherwise, why the hell would I listen or why? Like, why, I don't know. Why would I, it doesn't make sense. Interesting. And so, um, given that what what you're saying is sort of that in order to succeed as a marketer today, you need to not only know where to be, but it also needs to be really good content to capture the the attention of of consumers. Uh, let, let's kind of go down that route for a second. Then, so what what sort of skills and knowledge do you think will be sort of vital for the mar- modern marketer as it relates to this combination of content and advertising? Well, there's um, there's three things that I think that separate great brands and great people who work in brands from from all the others, uh, all the other posers. <laughs> and it's it's three things. It's about what you think. It's about what you do, and it's about what you say. So, what do you think? Well. <clears throat> what you think is really that we have to elevate the conversation from product to purpose that we, you know, we have to stand for something greater because if we're just hawking product, 
then who gives a shit? Like, I mean, there's there's enough, uh, you know, uh, product messaging out there that I'm just I'm not going to pay attention because it's just not that important. But when you elevate the com the conversation to something I actually care about, well, now this gets interesting. So a very quick example there is, and when you take a look at Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live, the difference between that and a John Oliver or a Trevor Noah or a Samantha Bee or in his heyday, uh, uh, John Stewart. The difference between those, they sell the exact same thing. Their product is jokes. But the Trevor Noahs and the John Olivers of the world, they actually elevate the conversation to something more important. They have a belief to what they do. There's a reason to what they do that, and whether they're calling it the bullshit of politics or the hypocrisy of media or whatever. But there's a reason they're doing that, and there's a soul to what they do. That's their belief. That's the think part. We can update. There's no soul to what they do. That's funny. But the engagement level between those two is completely different. Um, where, you know, we end up sharing stuff uh, from John Oliver and Sam B. We don't typically share weekend updates. Stuff. We might laugh, but they don't connect with us on the same level. So that's the first part. You have to think. The second part is do. So we have to align our actions with our values and our beliefs. So, um, you know, it's one thing for REI, which is a co-op in the U.S., an outdoor a retailer, um, it's one thing for them to say, we believe that a life lived outside is a life worth living. It's another thing for them to align their actions with their beliefs where they give Black Friday off to their entire staff. They close the store on the busiest retail day of the year because they believe so much in that that they don't want them to subject their staff to the Black Friday BS. And so they say, go and enjoy outdoors. So that's the the uh, the do part. Now, as marketers, we can we can kind of unpack that a little bit because it's really easy to go your actions. It's about your actions. How do we guide those actions? Well, uh, in terms of what we do, the first part is who are we doing this for? Like, who is the end consumer, customer, target, and what, where can we find out more stuff about them? Where are they going? What are they liking? And that's where, be it unstructured or structured data, that's where that comes in. We get a really good insight into, into what people want and need. The second part is, um, what do they want us to do? So once we have an idea of who they are, what do they want us to do? How can we save them time? How can we add value to their lives? And then the third part is, who are we doing it with? And this is really critical in the B2B space where are there partners, are there vendors, are there other people at the table that we can call on to help us out with our actions? Um, and how do we you know, kind of build community around that? And then the third part is say. So I have beliefs. I have actions to support those beliefs. Then I need to promote it. I need to talk about it. I need to have conversations with people about it. <clears throat> and... Um, <clears throat> There's a couple of things there. I mean, one, I think your stories are more important than your data. So when you're saying something, saying it through stories is far more critical. Um, um, but beyond that, I think the most challenging part in the say aspect for brands is, you know, it kind of speaks to a great book by Josh Burnoff called Writing Without Bullshit. Like we need to get back to talking in a language and writing in a language that people can actually appreciate. And far too many brands have lost their voice. You know, they just try and make it way too perfect and way too copywritten. And the result is it sounds really scripted and I'm on to the next thing because I'm just, I don't trust that. It's just way too perfect. So how we say things is, is sometimes more critical than what we're actually saying. And, and, you know, if you take a look at, um, that like 
top selling self-help books right now what have we got it's like the subtle art of not giving a fuck we've got get your shit together we you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> people are, are using language in a completely different way and i'm not saying that brands need to drop f-bombs but we're approaching language that is is uh, much more real and and that helps us cut through so think it do it say it interesting think say do that's brilliant uh, no, think, do, think, do, say. Sorry, think, do, say. <laughs> yeah, see, that's and that's that's the problem, right? That's that is the problem right there. Is that a lot of marketers want to say it before they do it, and that's when we fall down. That's when we have these integrity gaps where where you're actually talking about something, but you're actually not. You're actually not doing it. Mm. Okay, well, I think we we've, we've got time for one more. Can you um, can you think of an example? Of, and you've already given you already given the great example of the Lego Movie, but can you think of an example um, of a brand, uh, sort of a, a widely popular brand right now that has got this combination of advertising and content uh, really right in the last six months or so, and and why do you think that? Um, to be honest, no. <laughs> I mean, other than Lego, <laughs> fair I enough. Mean, there's you know because I think. Um, uh, this is an emerging world, and there, there, there are brands who are doing pieces of it right. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like I mentioned the Cineplex films that 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 Zach produced, and I think those are lovely and beautiful, and they they need to um, be aligned with other actions within those, right? So I think those are those are wonderful pieces of film. I'm not sure what the rest of the organization is doing to bring that idea to life. Um, so, but they're, but they're beautiful. I think, you know, obviously the gold standard is, is, is Red Bull. Think, do, say, they think that people should step outside their comfort zone. What do they do? They sent a man to space. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and, and how do they say it? They say that Red Bull gives you wings. So, you know, there's something there. Um, I think REI, who I mentioned, is doing really great stuff with their opt-out side because, again, it's not just pumping out a bunch of content, but it's actually actions where they'll pay for you to take a lift um, uh, to a national park. So unless we have those actions at the core of our brand, um, that allow content to be generated or that allow stories to be written about, then it doesn't go anywhere. So I think a lot of people are thinking, a lot of people are saying, but not a lot of people are, but not a lot of people are doing. Oh, that's great. Well, hopefully we'll see more brands, uh, uh, more brands coming out and doing this, this better, uh, this sort of combination of, of advertising and content, an emerging world, which um, from everything that I'm hearing, you guys are kind of at the forefront uh, in, in the, the Canadian and U.S. market. So thank you again, Ron. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come on and, and chat with us uh, about this. Eric, it has been an absolute pleasure. Always good to have you, Ron. Uh, thanks again, and we'll see you at DX3. All right, take care. Cheers. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our fourth episode of the DX3 podcast. Just a quick reminder that all access passes are available for DX3 2018, March 7th and 8th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center in the heart of downtown Toronto. If you're interested in registering, head over to dx3canada.com. If you like what you heard today, please remember to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks again.